0: That's a
1: growler. Welcome back to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast one beer tossing minute at a time.
0: I'm Bobby.
2: And I'm Janae.
0: And I'm George, and I'm totally against tossing beers.
2: As am
0: I. <laughs> uh,
2: Probably
1: for different reasons, though. Um, <laughs> so, this, uh, today is Friday. <laughs> Sorry, day. It's definitely that. <laughs>
2: it's Friday.
1: And uh, we are talking about Minute 25, which starts with the Beast saying, Accept the West Wing, and ends with Lafu trying to cheer up Gaston.
0: Do you think the fact that him saying accept the West Wing as they're doing a walk and talk is ironic or is it intentional? Because the West Wing didn't show up until eight years later. And Aaron Sorkin, maybe he got the idea from beating the beast. I'm going to put that out there.
2: <laughs> For a second, I didn't know what you were talking about. And then I was like, oh, that West Wing. That West Wing. I was Wing. like, why would why would he be ironic about telling her about the West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my!
0: I think this whoa, is whoa, just whoa. where Aaron Sorkin got the idea.
2: If he did, he's brilliant, because this movie is brilliant.
0: Sounds good to me.
1: Let's make it canon.
0: He's like, I want to write a show about the West Wing. Oh, you know where else the West Wing is used? Beauty and the Beast. They talk and walk. I'm going to call it a walk and talk, and they're going to do it all the time. It's going to be great. It's like, Aaron, you've got something on your nose. He's like, it's fine. It's fine.
2: I just love how curious Belle is. And I think uh, that the fact that Beast was like, except the West Wing, that is his, his biggest Mistake. You never tell anybody to not, go there. not
0: to go somewhere because that's the first place they want to go.
2: I know. You know, you say, don't look at this. Well, they're going to look.
0: Listeners, don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think of a pink <laughs> elephant. There you go.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and the way he says it, I mean, he says, you know, accept the West Wing and that it's forbidden. We'll see in here in a second. But all he had to say was like, don't go in the West Wing. It's my quarters. That was my rooms. That's where I live. And she'd be like, "Oh or, yeah, I or or it's
0: where I use that's the exactly bathroom." You know, do something <laughs> Which that makes it thing. not appealing.
2: <laughs> he just left it way too mysterious for her to not want to know.
1: But in all fairness, he's probably not used to people questioning his uh, his instructions. Well, I guess that's so. A good point. Well, what you going to do? I love his. It's forbidden. It's not like super <laughs> ominous, but. Yeah, there's a lot of echo to it, and it's instantly recognizable. Like, if you play that clip... Here, I'll play it right here.
2: What's in the... It's forbidden!
0: (laughs) Excellent clip playing.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you. It's instantly recognizable. No matter where you are, if you're familiar with this movie and you hear that, you know where it came from. So, Mm -hmm. it's awesome.
2: Well, it's just full of authority, and he's not, like... I don't think he's angry here when he says that, but he's, uh, like... Don't question me on this. Yeah. It's like the dad voice. I mean, I'm not a dad. (laughs) I can just imagine. It is forbidden.
0: (sighs) Because I said so.
2: Because I said so. Also,
0: the worst excuse for anything.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) know. But why? Just end up with a never-ending circle.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens a
0: lot.
2: So she... One of the things that I hadn't noticed before... Is, so they show this shot of the door from inside her bedroom, and then the door opens and she, like, comes in and stuff. I had never actually paid that much attention. There is a huge rose yes. carved on the foot of her mm-hmm. bed.
0: Yes, there is. There's so, also a it. tea service over on the other table, and I'm just starting to wonder, like, where's the line between animated things and non-animated things? Exactly. Like, I why is that, that tea service that just, like, traditional? Is it asleep? Is it just sitting there? <laughs>
1: Well, I thought that was a wash basin. Like, it's got the bowl there and the water pitcher.
0: Like, yeah, it also looks like there's a sugar pot next to it, which makes, I That's mean, obviously, true. it looks like a, maybe, maybe they didn't want maybe to it's animate a, a wash pot. basin. There you go.
2: Not a teapot. Did they drink coffee back then? I don't know.
0: It's France. They drink coffee at home. Un café. Yeah, yeah. True.
2: Possibly. Possiblement. Possibly. oui, oui.
0: oui. <laughs> I don't know, baguette. that's the
2: only thing I could think. Of. Because it's a completely different shape than Mrs. Potts.
1: Yeah. Well I, don't I wonder know.
0: if Mrs. Potts feels bad because she doesn't look like that coffee pot. She's like, oh, I've gone around. She's like, has some sort of like weird body <laughs> issue, but whole She's already like, anthropomorphic. Does she have body dysmorphia as well? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she's definitely a teapot, and she's British, so Maybe she's she's proud of being different than the than the French. Possibly um, <laughs> French dishware, French. whatever that stuff is called.
2: She's a proper teapot.
1: The thing that I noticed about Ugh. this room is that it is like the unscary, clean, like very normal know, room. So there's not a lot clean. going on there. So Do you they think they did her that it had some sort room. of like
0: like message system that relayed like that? Girl's in the castle, and there's like clean up a room, and there's like the ch- 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 and like you know the Harry Potter version of cleaning up a room with magic.
2: (laughs) I don't know, but I mean, about four or five minutes ago, we do know that the word is getting around the castle and, um, what's her name? The Feather Duster. She doesn't have another name in this movie, but the Feather Feather Duster, Duster. who is a housemaid She Mm -hmm. knew that she was in the castle, and we don't see Cogsworth for a while here. So maybe Cogsworth went and said, we're going to get ready just in case.
0: Like
1: clockwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is another example where we have uh, Lumiere is kind of giving him a suggestion. Hey, you should invite her to dinner. And he just gets super ticked off. And I'm guessing... You know, I always wonder, like, why is he so angry about it? Like, just invite her to dinner, and she'll say yes, but he had to be a jerk about it. But I think it's because um, Lumiere is kind of, he didn't really say, hey, you should. He just said, you know, invite her to dinner. And so I think the Beast just kind of, like, stopped telling me what to do.
2: That's interesting, because I had a completely different take on that <gasps> part.
1: Yours is probably wrong, but tell us anyways. You know? Do tell. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, okay. (laughs) What I thought, well, okay, so I felt like it was kind of a rushed, Lumiere was just like, this last minute, oh, don't forget to invite her to dinner. And you see the beast, hear it, and think about it, and then all of a sudden he, like, kind of changes his posture and is like, you'll join me for dinner. And it kind of, like, stumbles it out, and that's not a request, and... I kind of took it as Lumiere was like, invite her to dinner. He specifically said the word invite, but the beast, I decided to demand her to dinner. I think possibly because maybe he was afraid that she would say no. He has a fear of projection. Yeah. Mm. All of a sudden in his mind, he's like, okay, everything's riding on this. Everything's riding on me. I have to make it happen. I have to make sure that she does X, Y, Z. So I'm going to just demand it because that usually works in his world that he's been living in for the past, what, 10 years? And Uh so that was how he put it across when really that wasn't the best way to accomplish it. But I think... It was his way of kind of responding to the fear and anxiety that he was experiencing rather than being angry. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, given his and, track I mean, record so far, I feel like he should do with an internal audit and think, what's my initial mm-hmm. response to any given situation? Okay, and that's the, the wrong response. Okay, what's the opposite <laughs> of my response? Okay, that's probably the right response.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if he would well, just I do mean, that,
0: everything would be fine.
2: Well, and lots of the time, we like get these scripts in our head of what um, we think is supposed to be, and we get caught up in it, and then we end up shooting ourselves in the foot simply because we try to force something. Whereas, if he had just kind of let it settle, it would have been a lot better. But that's a little human moment for him. So maybe, maybe he's, he's on grumpy right track. because
0: Cogsworth know. keeps setting his fur on fire
2: you mean lumiere
0: it's sorry, lumiere my yeah. Yeah, yeah because he's open flame next to fur i i wonder if the smell of burnt hair is prevalent throughout the castle because <laughs> he carries lumiere all around the time and he's like talking and like elbowing and stuff he's probably like oh oh pas de moi, i got you <laughs> and well, he I can't pat it out he doesn't have hands so how does he get the fire out once it starts it's it's just a it's just a, it's a mess
2: that's funny burnt hair doesn't smell good
0: it does not that makes me grumpy. That's really
2: bad. Ew. Um I think it's interesting that he's carrying Lumiere. I hadn't thought about the, that before, but, I mean, Lumiere can get around.
0: He can, but he does but... it by hopping, and that's yeah, not the, the most efficient around. mode of well, transportation.
2: Yes, but it's not like Belle carries him around any of the rest of the movie, and she goes all over the castle with him, too.
0: But he tends but to be exactly where he needs to be when it has to happen. This is the first time he's really needed to be transported every other time he's like well i'm here Ha-ha, let's sing a song
2: i guess that's true <laughs> except for later on when they go on a tour of the castle
0: well and but i, I guess
2: th- you can't really have her carry lumiere and cogsworth that would, that just, be would just be silly <laughs> <laughs> but let's you can also you could
1: think of it i guess as <clears throat> that too <clears throat> sorry and to the beast, these are his servants. These are the objects that serve him, and they to him they are objects, and they have been for the last ten years. So this is the candlestick that talks to him and you know serves him, but it's a candlestick, so he carries it around. And Bell sees them more as people to move on their own.
0: Well, Maybe. at the same time, the beast is obviously. I feel like he may have have had some change of perspective because these were like servants which he could just dismiss at hand, but now that they're. These objects that he has to interact with, and sometimes move himself, he's somehow learning. They have more sentience to them than he he was giving them credit for when they were human beings.
2: Well, because he listens to them, he does listen to them throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So
0: he does take Here's Lumiere's that. advice, even if he acts like he's not <laughs> wanting to.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and this goes back to uh, that that weird relationship where they used to be kind of his guardians. Um, at least you know Lumiere and and Cogsworth, they were kind of you know the people watching out for him as he was a young you know ten, eleven year old prince growing up, and now he's an adult, but he's a beast, and so they still have to watch over him and and show he's him still the way. A kid inside. Yeah, but yeah. he can break them very easily.
0: <clears throat> yeah this this movie by impressive. far he is...
2: hasn't at this point.
0: This movie by far is the worst example of puberty on record. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. Not fun.
1: So the last thing I have for, uh, for here in the castle is, you know, he slams the door on her and she runs and cries on her bed. Um, but that harkens back to our, our first little inkling of, of a cage back when she's going through the village and she's next to that bird cage. So here she's finally mm-hmm. inside the bird cage, closed in, kind of locked in that room for the first time.
0: A gilded cage, oh, There yes. goes
1: There goes her freedom. hmm
2: I love that... So, uh, The Little Mermaid came out before this movie, right?
0: Yes. Yes. That was late I even. love
2: that she... These princesses... I hadn't thought about this, but they, like... When they're upset and they're crying, they, like, throw themselves onto something and just... So dramatic. So dramatically. That's not what you
0: don't do? You don't do that?
2: Well...
0: I had a bad day at work. Oh... <laughs> Crying <laughs> in the bed.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs a good cry once in a while.
0: Especially if you're a Disney princess.
2: Uh, Exactly. That's my point.
1: <laughs> so do y'all have anything else before we fly through a snowstorm?
2: No, I want to talk about the snow.
0: Let's Sorry take a snow, snow donkey storm. to the town.
2: It does not make any sense. The Why snow? is it snowing? Yes. Cause Cause it's wintertime. Cool. It's okay. It's not winter time. It is autumn, and like literally the day before, people were walking all around the town without any coats or anything.
0: Janae, you have never lived in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> 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 like, like two That's weeks really. ago, it snowed oh. six to eight inches, and it was covering everything. Like started Friday night, snowed all day Saturday, Sunday afternoon, walk around t-shirts and a short. T-shirts and shorts, just having a good time, going to the park. It's it can happen.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> I guess I'm just like saying, when I as saw child, this after
0: like I, I haven't seen this movie since I moved. Obviously, I haven't seen it in a long time. But um, seeing this, I completely bought the whole thing. The whole weather shift, fine. I bought it. No big deal. It's like it completely played out with me.
2: I guess it's because I'm from Texas. Not that Texas doesn't have wild weather, like we do have huge dramatic shifts in weather, but I guess I've never really seen it going from well, I take it back.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say you never seen I wet in Texas. I've <laughs> seen that.
2: Just kidding. Uh, as a child it just didn't make sense, okay? That's all I'm saying.
0: Well it's it's very much uh it's it's a thing that can happen in in this in our reality. So I've never had a problem with the weather shift.
2: Okay.
1: And we know they're somewhere in the mountains, so...
2: This is true. Cold. Yep, you get
0: a weird wind pattern, all of a sudden, temperature drops. It happens.
1: Well, this wonderful, mystical, magical snowstorm, that's pretty common, apparently, um, takes (laughs) us to the tavern. Um, And my question here is, we get a look as we kind of zoom out from the sky, because we're we're like flying over, you know, in the snow, and we come down on the, the tavern, but we see... The fountain, like courtyard area. Is this the same fountain where the, the that. sheep ate the book? Yeah.
2: I think it is. I can't
1: imagine,
0: I can't imagine
2: this town imagine them has more, having than more, than more than one. Fountain.
0: one. <laughs> 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 exactly.
1: Well, they have more than one baker.
2: <laughs> this is true. But and it's and France.
0: More- so <laughs> they probably yeah. have 15 bakers.
2: That's true, too.
0: 15 bakers, 17 cheese people, and one fountain. Mm,
2: cheese. I love cheese. Cheesemongers.
0: So good. From <laughs> they didn't
2: have any cheese people in the town's part.
0: Oh, they're the fancy guys. They were in the fancy parts because you don't you don't mess around with cheese in France. I
1: think
2: I think oh, there was maybe there was, was a stall couple... that had cheese. The who?
1: I think there was a stall like it was kind of a shop on the side uh, on the right side that had like cheese wheels on it. I'm pretty sure I saw cheese in there.
2: I guess I missed it.
0: Mm, I want some cheese. Oh, well. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, that sounds really good. Okay, so we go into. The, have we talked about why Gaston? has his picture and portrait on the wall in this.
0: Apparently because so, he's a giant last narcissist. Last
2: time, <laughs> I mean, aside from that,
0: <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs>
1: yeah. Last time we talked about it, um, we kind of came to the conclusion that he did not own the tavern, but because he is the game warden for the town and is kind of the town hero and protects everybody and does all the hunting. Cause he's the only one that can have a gun. Um, mm-hmm that's why his trophies are everywhere and he kind of gets okay. to decorate the tavern. But then our researcher, Sally, she kind of brought up a different viewpoint that on it and kind of made me reconsider that maybe he does own the tavern and it's his tavern. And that's why, you know, that would make a lot more sense why he has that, you know, completely narcissistic portrait there on the wall. <laughs> along and with why all the trophies. he can
2: afford to just throw beer into the fireplace. Yeah. for No reason.
1: Yeah, so. Although I, you'd
2: think he would be more conscientious of the cost of uh, throwing away perfectly good beer. If Unless he were it's considerate not of the entire world
0: beer. other than himself, uh, maybe, but he is definitely. <laughs> uh, Yes he, he is guest on focused we'll call that we'll just say that his guest on focused
1: well, and I get the feeling that if it is his tavern, it's not something that he started up, like he's not the business brains behind it, but oh, like, it's it probably his
0: father's, and he inherited it, and he has no value of 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 hard work or ownership or anything of that nature.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that sounds good, and, I mean especially if his father was successful having a tavern. And that would have given him the time he needed to improve his hunting skills and Mm -hmm. such and and be in the military when he was. And and work out, bro. Yeah. Do you even lift? (laughs) No. No, Uh, I don't.
2: (laughs) I love the part where he says, who does she think she is? And I was like, who do you think you are?
0: Very good question.
2: He could ask the exact same question about you.
1: He's guessed on. I mean, we're about to get a strong dose of that.
2: <laughs> this is true.
0: I feel a song coming on. <laughs> there's always a
1: song coming on in Beating and the there's Beast. There's always a song coming on.
0: I did. Uh, I did mm-hmm. a, a small bit on um, the Snow White and Seven Dwarves. Oh. and yeah, a good chunk of that was song.
2: Yeah. Well, also in this minute, there's this famous line that no one says no to Gaston. Do they? Is this the only time when they say that line? Do you guys know?
1: As far as I can recall.
2: Okay. Because I feel like it's a really famous line, but I don't remember it being anywhere else. I mean, it's not they... in the new movie, I'll tell you that.
1: Duh, that new movie. <laughs> have Another you seen the
2: new movie, Bobby George? Would go see I, it.
0: I have not seen the new movie. I heard it's good, but at the same time, it, I, I, I take things like that with a grain of salt when it comes to remaking live-action versions of of animated classics.
1: yeah, And Emma Watson. And Emma Watson. <laughs> but if you're out there, Emma, we'd like for you to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it.
2: Uh, oh, my
0: gosh. Uh, well, Neil's British. So- maybe he knows her. Oh. <gasps> mm. you Get guys, you guys I want to talk up. to
2: the guy who does Gaston in that movie.
0: He was like, I have and, uh, some questions for you, sir. I
2: have some questions for you. <laughs> or dan stevens
0: let's talk about gender politics in france Ah, uh, politics.
2: let's not say we did <laughs> so something
1: i never noticed about this is um that lefou is bringing you know these two big old mugs um haha are those growlers um these two big old mugs of beer um to gaston and I always thought he brought both of them for Gaston because Gaston, we'll see later on, eats, you know, tons of eggs and, you know, just <laughs> consumes a large amount of food and stuff. Um, but one of them is totally supposed to be for, for Fou. Given his face, you know, He's yes. looking at it. He's, yeah. he's got his tongue out. He's about to go for it. And then Gaston just, like, rips it out of his hand and is about to take a swig and throws him in the fire.
0: <sighs> Not very nice. Yeah. Oh, Gaston. So his he, chair doesn't he
2: grab them in like one hand too?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. He just whips them up, and then throw, then just doesn't drink him. Just throws them in the fire, which I was like, no. Well,
2: I don't get why Lefou asks if he wants more beer, right after that.
0: Because that's Lefou's excuse to go get more, because he wants to drink more beer, because he's got the red oh, nose. Okay. So I think they're slightly implying that he has a bit of a a, a taste for alcohol.
2: Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Interesting.
1: I always figured so, he was just trying to, you know, like appease Gaston, and he's like, "Okay, you were angry, but you still want a beer." Like maybe Gaston has sent him to get the beers. Nah, Lefou's Le a classic more.
0: toady. He he likes to hang on to his coattails because Gaston can get him things, and like the the, the crumbs that spill from Gaston's table, he scoops up and are riches to him. So he's like, "Oh, you oh, I need two more beers for Gaston," but he's like, "But one of those is for me." Yeah. <laughs> so he's constantly trying to like you know keep himself in. In, in, in the honey, in, in the money, and the honey, honey money.
2: He's like perpetually smiling at this part, even though he's like trying to, like, I don't know about you, if my friend is sad or whatever, and I'm trying to cheer them up, I'm not usually happy-go-lucky myself at the same time as trying to cheer them up. I'm usually a little bit more serious, and I think it's interesting at this part where LeFou is just all smiles and he's like cheering him up, but he doesn't seem phased. That's kind of the thing I'm noticing about LeFou. He's not phased by anything that Gaston does to him.
0: I think he's a classic yes man. I don't feel like he's phased because he doesn't really care about Gaston's feelings except in the fact that how it impacts his own life. So right. as long as he's like, oh, that's fine, yeah. Well, he's always like trying to be chipper and this and that, not really listening to what Gaston has to say. He's just glossing over it with, oh, that's fine, it'd be okay, and you know, pat on the back, and let's go get a beer, rather than like actually right. expressing true sentiment. He's just, you know, always the 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 jokey guy, you know, the dependable, mm-hmm. silly guy, and he's like that. That makes him Gaston's right hand. Very good point. Such interesting. Yeah. So, what's this chair made out of? Like, what animal is that? Is that like a bison or a yak? Or it looks like a buffalo, but buffalo are not native to France. I'm not, I don't believe.
1: No, no, they're definitely uh, a native, Ameri- native American or uh, Native American animal. Do you
0: think you went on a hunting excursion to the Americas and and nailed, nailed him a buffalo?
1: I don't know. I figured they were just like a really fat, like cow horns or something and then they just like tied a bunch of them together and threw a bunch of skin on it.
0: I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting piece of work for sure.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of, we saw um, when we first met Gaston and LeFou, LeFou was carrying like the the kills for the day, the skins, and there was like some weird animals there, like antlers with something with paws, and it was uh, definitely some inventive creature skin. The jackalope. Yeah. (laughs) Chupacabra
0: (laughs) in there too
1: so i don't know if we'll find an answer to to what composes the chair but uh we'll notice you're coming up that some funny stuff happens with the bear rug that they're sitting on but uh that'll be next week
0: better than a cow rug
1: yeah (laughs) um so besides that the only other thing i've got is that uh he's not used to being rejected Mm-hmm. Gaston is definitely gets a little temperamental and fussy whenever he doesn't get what he wants.
2: He's such a drama queen. It's
0: almost <laughs> as if they're trying to parallel the temperament of Gaston and the Beast.
2: What? What? Can't imagine.
0: <laughs> well, we we kind of say it mockingly, but as a
1: kid, you know, you definitely that's not something you you think of. They're just right. you see the two characters and you're not comparing them and analyzing them, but you get both those sides. Then you grow them, up and learn about
0: script structure and plot points and plot development and, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense.
2: Yeah. I've taken a few film thought, classes,
0: so this makes sense.
2: <laughs> I had never thought about how fragile his ego was until we started this podcast. I just thought well, it, he was, like, this bad guy. But, like, literally, I think that's where a lot of his acting out comes from. The things that he does and says, it's because his ego is... Completely fragile.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, that's another thing. He he overcompensates by, you know, hunting all the time and drinking all the time and trying to be the best at everything. He overcompensates because he has very low self esteem. Mm -hmm. Whereas he is a very attractive guy and has low self esteem for no reason other than the fact that he has low self esteem. Whereas the beast was, you know, cursed and he has turned into this other thing. And his esteem is based on the fact that he feels like he's this outcast and unwanted and unlovable. And no one will ever want to be with him, even let alone look at him for what he is, rather than who he actually is. So he has a much deeper connection with his acting out and his rage, whereas Gaston is just petulant. He's spoiled. He's like a rich boy who was good at a few things, and everyone would think, "Oh, you're great." And he's like, "Oh, that makes me awesome." And anytime that's threatened, he completely flips and shuts down, or like you know, turns into like a pouty boy sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yep well that
1: (laughs) anybody else have anything else for this minute
0: i'm good other than the background when he's turning around it looks like every one of those people looks like an extra on the scooby-doo show who at one point were responsible for some crime before they pulled off their mask and like oh it was me they all look like they were on (laughs) (laughs) scooby-doo
1: well most of them are reoccurring townspeople that we've seen a few times and we'll see again in the future so uh, at least they're consistent yeah
2: (laughs) this is true
1: um so this wraps up our week here at beauty and the beastly minute and this is our last day with george but george i wanted to ask what is your your experience overall with beauty and the beast when was the first time you saw it has it impacted your life um any broader themes of of what you like or dislike about it outside of the minutes that you've got to talk about today
0: Oh, this was right in the middle of the the animated Disney heyday, as far as like theater release. Because I remember *Liz*, *Little Mermaid*, all those movies coming out. I, by the time *Pocahontas* came out, I had stopped. Like you know, like oh, that's interesting. But I do really like these earlier animated features. *Little Mermaid* specifically is one of my favorites. Um, this is up there with them, both with the music and and the characterizations and the story and. Just the way they're portraying, you know, having strong female leads and that sort of thing, which is something like it, it was it was an anomaly back then to have like a character who's a female. And even though they're still kind of they horrifically failed the Bechdel test and they don't really have all these things going on, they're 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 constantly still kowtowing to like male dominance and that sort of thing. But at the same time, they were the best that you had at the time. And yeah. it was it was nice to sort of like pull that There's
2: progress.
0: It was it was progressive. It wasn't super progressive but it was still more progressive than had been the case um yeah and so i was always i always had a fondness for these um earlier um well i'd say i'd say mid-range disney animated movies
1: yeah yeah these are definitely at the beginning of the disney renaissance when mm-hmm. they came back with swinging.
0: yep so yeah this one Little mermaid are 2 of my favorites and and they they're both roughly around the same time period you know the late like, late 80s or the uh-huh. 90s yeah yeah,
2: yeah
0: I and the, i feel like as far mermaid. as like i like the music and everything and Little Mermaid is slightly better, but I always I've always had a crush on Belle as far as like you know Disney uh-huh. princesses go. She's always been my favorite.
2: Something yes. about that Belle gets all the guys.
0: I have a thing for brunettes. I, I've talked about it on Mogwai. I have a thing for brunettes.
2: You're not the only one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is funny because everybody's always like, Oh, blondes. But uh I don't know.
0: I, I'm, I'm not in any way, shape or form trying to like denigrate blondes. I think blondes are fantastic. I just happen to, you know, gravitate towards brunettes.
1: You heard it here first. George does not like blondes. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks they're horrible people.
0: Terrible, terrible people. I don't even know why they have them.
1: You did mention to us that uh, you do some photography. Did you want to go ahead and plug that uh, before we say farewell to you?
0: Uh, no, I, I, I'm a studio photographer. I just kind of like you know do a day to day thing. I'm not trying to promote it. It's it's uh, just you know it's just my job.
1: Cool. Um, cool.
0: No, but my passion, or I guess my hobby, my my side project, would be the Mogwai Minute. So I, I encourage everyone out there to give it a listen. It's not for everybody, but if it's for you, then I think you will really enjoy it.
2: And you won't know if it's for you unless. You try
0: it. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: And where can people find your Facebook group on Facebook?
0: Uh, the Mongwai Minute. Uh, we, we, we we found the name and we stuck it on everything. So email address, <laughs> Facebook page, website, Twitter account, Instagram. Everything is the Y Minute.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming to share these minutes with us and to uh, give us your theories and thoughts and insights and in them.
0: Thanks for having um, me. It was great. I really enjoyed it. You guys are nice. We've enjoyed having nice you. Nice to talk to.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, Janae, where can people go if they want to get a hold of us?
2: Oh well, you can. If you want to get a hold of me specifically, I'm on Facebook, JH Voiceover, and you can find me on YouTube. If you would like to find out more about Beauty and the Beastly Minute, you can find us at GrowlerMedia.com. You can also email us at GrowlerMedia. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can tweet us, and we would love to have you follow us. I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's what you do. Twitter That's a thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you, I was like, you nailed I, it. You got it. I
2: only got Twitter like a couple weeks ago, so I don't know all the Twitter lingo yet, but you can find us there. I think I'm on there now with my own name, but I don't I know
0: think it. you don't have to say <laughs> at anymore when you're saying Twitter. Just say your Twitter, Twitter name, there. and people will assume the at is implied.
1: Oh, I've been doing it mm. wrong. Well, I'm it's it's, new it's pretty new. Don't don't worry about it. You're fine.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you came on. Otherwise, we would never have known that.
1: Dun dun dun.
2: That's all. You can find us.
1: Yes, and um, if you are looking for me, head over to Growler Media. I am over there, or any of our social media. If you send a message, I will probably be the one to see it. Um, Janae is also there, so one of us. But get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. Um, We'll probably be starting up a listeners group sometime soon if we haven't already. So (laughs) go search for that and have a good weekend. If you need more Movies by Minute, you didn't get enough, and uh, it's the beginning of the weekend, you have all weekend long with nothing to listen to, make sure to head over to moviesbyminute.com where you can find a multiplicity of podcasts about, uh, there's, there's just too many to mention, but tons of movies. Tons of people doing movie-by-minute podcasts. Yeah, oddly enough, them. I don't
0: think Multiplicity is a minute-by-minute minute podcast yet. But give it time. <laughs> give it time. Uh, give it so time. Yeah. It'll come. <laughs> yeah. It'll be there. Go check them out. And um,
1: come back and join us again on Monday. That's not a request.
0: <laughs> you need more bass in your voice. That's not, That's not a request. That's not a request. That's not a request.
2: Oh, yeah. Those are good, guys. Come on, I Janae. Love it. I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. Oh, you can low. do it.
1: Do it. <laughs> Come on, Janae. you guys.
2: Get me laughing, and then I can't be serious. I'm not gonna okay. press
1: stop till you do it. Oh, we oh have to gosh. hear it. Gosh, <laughs> that's not how you do it. Janae.
2: <laughs> now on the spot, rude. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, now you guys are just silent. <laughs>
1: <With> the, okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a request. There. Yes. Woo-hoo. See? I just couldn't have a silence. So it was too much pressure.
0: <laughs> it was so good. That was, that was awesome. You nailed it. Oh, awesome. Thanks.
2: <laughs> thanks, guys. All right.
1: Our theme music is by Duo Hansen.
0: Keeping your bones.